This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. That's the longest running broadcast, you might say, in Sioux Falls radio history as far as public affairs. I'm going to be talking to Jerry Tracy, who's the uh, Vice President of Residential Education at Landscape. Uh, What were some of the things that Landscape was before this? I think it was kind of the southeast... uh, yeah, yeah. Lifescape, you know, came together as an affiliation of, of two organizations, which was uh, South Dakota Achieve that specialized in, and focused in providing services to adults with intellectual disabilities and Children's Care Hospital and School, which, um, again, it was, it was in Sioux Falls and focused predominantly on supporting children uh, with intellectual and developmental disabilities as well as outpatient services. And they came to, together, and I think it was roughly uh, mid-2014, uh, to become Lifescape. You know, there's a bear in Sanford, and they seem to be located all over town. But you have, uh, last I heard, about 42 different uh, property locations. Yeah, we, uh, we, we're very proud. We, we probably are the most comprehensive provider of uh, services for folks with intellectual and developmental disabilities. You know, as, as I said, uh, came together in 2014, the, the company's children, Children's Care Hospital and School started in 1952, and South Dakota Achieve uh, was about 1958. And when you talk about those those 42 properties, if you will, it's a culmination of, of all of all of those service lines. And so, you know, if you if you look at our adult services, we we focus on on supporting um, transitioned age young adults and and adults uh, with intellectual disabilities. We do that across a lot of residential settings, probably about 38 or so. Uh, where we where we provide services and then and then to folks um, in their private homes and apartments all throughout our, our town uh, and community and area and then we do have our children's uh, campus where we have our school and our our children's residential programs and our specialty hospital and then our day service program areas as well and a couple outpatient sites uh, right in Sioux Falls and then one over in Rapid City. Well. Uh- you have quite a few residential homes. For how many uh, patients do you actually have? You know that stay with you full time. Sure. So you know it fluctuates quite a bit, but we support in our in our adult service programs about 440 adults at any time, and about 300 of those folks uh, uh, receive a residential service across 39 different residential locations, and you know that could be. Uh, services where, in the most intimate manner, where we're, we're supporting folks in all aspects of their life with with um, all of their you know daily daily living supports um, to uh, folks you know twenty four seven and other other locations where we're in and out of their life. Maybe we have staff and and support staff around during the day because that's you know helping get to and from work and make meals and grocery shop and pay bills and then we leave and they're off yeah you know and they they uh they navigate the the evenings and, and world uh, pretty independently you know our hope is that we provide only the support that's needed and we don't over support people because uh, our primary focus is really to foster independence well my son is in plum creek uh, house which is a, a fabulous uh five-bedroom house over in uh temple drive i believe um I can't remember exactly right now, but uh, uh, you know, in a residential area, you wouldn't realize that there's uh, you know uh, people staying there. It, it looks just like as residential as anything else. But uh, since 1952, uh, you know, conditions were a whole lot different back in the 1950s. I uh, remember checking out a book from the library once uh, on divorce. 
because <laughs> I, I got a divorce way back then. But, uh, uh, you know, actually back in the 40s and 50s, if your, your wife wanted a divorce, you could have her committed. So things have changed. But actually, it was a couple families that got together and really started it uh, because of, of their own uh, sons and daughters. For sure, you know, and, and like I said, LifeScape really is, is uh, two companies that came together, and, and both of them started, were, were very, uh, you know, that, that homegrown, you know, families coming together to say, uh, we need something. Um, and when you look at South Dakota Achieve and their beginnings in 1948, it was really, you know, uh, a dozen families that came together and said, we're not always going to be here. And, and our, you know, our loved ones, our kids, they, they're going to need something. And, and when we're gone, who's going to be there? And how, how do we make sure they have and, and afford, you know, create that opportunity for them to have that meaningful life? And that was really the beginning of South Dakota Achieve or Sioux Vocational is those folks coming together and saying, we, we have to have a plan for the future um, for the people that we love because we're not going to be here. And, and that was the beginning. And then I think in roughly in the 60s, they started doing residential services and, and becoming just, you know, building, building the service lines from there. Well, actually, you can help parents uh, with guardianship. Uh, you know, you, 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 ha- you know, parents, you know, like I'm 75, and I'm not going to be here for my son, you know, forever. But uh, you have a lot of uh, uh, services you can help parents with, you know, setting up a guardian or uh, trusts and that type of thing, too. Yeah, you know, so our, our, our hope is that, um, you know, our job and what we like to do is we like to facilitate connections. Uh, and and really try and figure out you know how do you how do you create a team around people and and as you said if that's if that's someone that's in, in a family that's in need of you know we're at that age of eighteen or maybe later in life and we're transitioning and we need guardianship you know how do we help connect how do we help connect people with with those with those resources and services and obviously we we know uh, folks that can help with that but you know one of the things that's changed in South Dakota in the last um, ten years is and really less than that is is the inclusion of what we call a conflict free case manager and you know the 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 federal government came down to the states and said there's this there's this perceived a real conflict when it comes to case, you know providing case management services and the delivery of services and so we broke we broke that up and as a state and the conflict free case manager becomes that advocate for the person and resource for the family and and really starts to help connect if that is how do I how do I establish a guardianship that that's difficult um, and it's a scary process and people don't always know where to start and so they're that there to help facilitate that if that is um, you know it's a Medicaid service and so we uh, Medicaid has resource limits and when I talk about resource limits asset limits and how much money can, someone can have and and there are mechanisms like able accounts to be able to help. Um, put money aside for the future uh, of the person that they uh, they love, or um, as someone passes and, and money passes down. There's ways to protect that so that those benefits of Medicaid can still be you know can still be assured um, for for folks that we support. And and those conflict free case managers and and service providers are absolutely in a position to help families figure and navigate those waters. Talking to Jerry. Uh, Tracy, Vice President of Residential and Education at LifeScape. Uh, how young are some of your clients? Sure. So, again, um, depends on kind of what side. You know, when we start talking about our adult services, we're really focusing in on, on transition. Um, you know, kids that start to, young adults that start to, to graduate high school and leaving the school system at 18 to 21, 
uh, definitely want to be a part of, of their life and trying to figure out what comes next. Um, but, you know, when you start looking at uh, our children's services and that, that children's care hospital and school side, you know, they started as uh, CCHS back in 1952, and, and really they, their effort was looking at rehabilitation and, and education for children recovering from polio. And we've, we've, we've moved from, from there to where we are today. Uh, but when we look at our children's program, you know, in our hospital, our school, and our in our in our hospital, we'll start, you know, we'll take kids um, be admitted to the our special our pediatric specialty hospital right out of the NICU. Um, and when we start talking about residential and education, really, you're looking at that. We'll, we're supporting kids as young as three to five years old. My son was born microcephalic and blind back in 79, and, and the doctor said, you might as well just go ahead and sign him over. He's never going to amount to anything or be anything, and that's, that's really what ended up in, in my divorce. But uh, now, today, he's uh, with you at Lifescape in Plum Creek House, a uh, very happy guy. In fact, I think he's happier than most of us would be. Uh, he doesn't know <laughs> what he's missing, but he's enjoying a very good life. Uh, but it, it takes a team, and, and uh, uh, like I say, a, a parent or a single parent wouldn't be able to do that. Well, I'm happy to hear that uh, that that he's happy and that that you uh, you're you're happy with our services. We definitely aim to to provide a service that is meaningful um, to to both the person that that's receiving that service, but also also the family. Right, all of that comes in, into play. You know, and and Plum Creek, where, where he happens to live, is a newer a newer house that we have that we've moved into. I think he was probably at. Uh, at a, at a different location before that we opened that in the last year and a half. And um, it does take a team and sometimes it's, it's the team and it's the environment. Uh, all, all of those things come into play when we talk about, about supporting people in life. And, and uh, you know, when you look at, at uh, who comes together to, to play a role in that, our, our services are pretty, pretty holistic. And so every person that is going to receive services is going to have a case manager. Uh, they're going to have on their team residential Staff, if they're receiving a residential service, uh, the opportunity to have employment uh, staff and employment resources. If if job is what's going to be important to them and and their goal in life, uh, it, maybe it's meaningful day services and volunteer opportunities. And so those start those folks start to come in. Nursing resources, um, therapies, all all of those folks come together to start really saying and, and working with the family and the person on what's your goal and what is it that you want. Uh, and our hope is is no different than anybody, right? We all have we all have dreams and aspirations. Um, all of those differ. Everybody is a you know you look everybody is an individual case of one, and that's how we begin to plan for for someone's life. But it does take a whole team uh, to be able to make those things happen. Yeah, it's little things. Uh, he he enjoys the bus ride too. <laughs> from, uh, but like I say, a lot of them, like you say, they're residential, but they come into the center. Uh, they have cafeteria and, and things there. Now, some work to maybe learn a vocation or a job, but others, they come just to be able to do things they enjoy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, if everybody reflects on their life and, and reflects on the people in their life, friends, family, whoever, uh, we all, like you said, have different different things that fill our cup, different things that are meaningful. Uh, we definitely want to focus on what those are, and no different than anybody, stretch people. Um, to challenge them to find what is new, right? Uh, part of discerning and, and discovering what 
what uh, makes you happy is you have to have exposure and experience to new and different things. And, and that becomes our goal. And so when you talk about, uh, you know, what going into a, a day service area, our hope is that we're providing experiences and exposures in there that uh, people can see new things and discern and maybe discover new areas that they would like. We, we do have an entire employment team and pre-vocational track that, uh, you know, how, how do we help uh, folks dis- discover what it is that, that they want? And, and we want people to, to, you know, I think um, my work is a huge part of my identity and, and that part of my identity becomes part of my bigger life to include my family, my work, uh, and, and people with disabilities deserve and have the right and need and want those same opportunities. And so, again, it's that, that team coming together and figuring out what does the plan look like for this one person and how do we facilitate that, if that's volunteers or jobs or, or learning skills, uh, to self-advocate, to be able to advocate for themselves and to say and to express their feelings and desires. Because as he said, you know, 30 years ago, that really wasn't very important. Um, it was it was about keeping people safe, and that was about it. And and while keeping people safe and, and health is still priority number one, because no different than anybody else, that's the first step. There's so much more to a person's life, and, and people with disabilities have, have uh, lots of capacity, and there's lots of opportunity. We just have to, to help uh, navigate uh, how to uh, how to attain those things well you say navigate and, and that's important because a lot of parents you know they go through the uh, uh grief of uh, loss of a dream in, in their sense when they're born but uh education starts at birth uh with the Sioux Falls school system and you work with the Sioux Falls school system pretty well to uh, uh make sure that uh, that uh, child is uh, is getting everything they need uh the school system i think just works up until uh age 18 is that it you know, if uh, if a kid, uh, young adult, is, is is on an individual education program, that that schooling can go through age twenty one. Um, but you know, it starts to to look a little different between that eighteen and twenty one. You're really looking at transition skills, uh, focusing again on uh, pre vocational. Maybe it's figuring out what's next if that's a an adult service provider. Um, and so, but the education can go and, and we'll go through age 21 for someone that's on an individual ed- or IEP. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you start talking about the school systems in our state and, and we've just come such a long way. You know, you start looking at the capacity that, that schools have in regards to special education programs, um, the resources that, that schools have built with special education teachers and, and therapies and, and behavior therapies. Um, it, you know, it's pretty impressive. And, and what you see is, is, is kids being a part of mainstream school and being a part of those, those um, normal and typical academic programs that, that they should be. Uh, you know, I think back to when I went to, to school, um, most of the kids that, that had an intellectual disability or on IEP were probably over in an IEP room, and they didn't really um, have that integration opportunity into a typical classroom. And and you see more and more and more of that, and I think that becomes more of the standard uh, today. It's definitely the standard that, that I know schools and we all hold ourselves to, um, but we definitely have made significant progress, significant progress there. Talking to uh, Jerry Tracy, uh, Vice President of Residential Education at uh, Landscape in Sioux Falls, 
Um, between Barrera Sanford and, and of course, uh, Lifescape, a lot of people are actually moving to Sioux Falls because of family or friends where they have a disability. Uh, so we have quite a disability community. And, you know, the Veterans Hospital, I have to include in that, too. But uh, the economic impact of uh, how many people you're, you're serving and, and uh, how, how many people are, do you hire there? Sure. So, you know, I think uh, the number fluctuates, but we probably at any point in time have about between, you know, 1,100 and 1,200 employees uh, across all the various service lines that we have. I think we're right in that 12th, 13th um, employer, uh, size employer in the city of Sioux Falls or the Sioux Falls area. So definitely a, a large, and you're right, you know, you look at the Averas and Sanfords, and we've, we've become a, a great community and, and destination for folks when it comes to healthcare and services. Um, it, it's there, and, and the VA hospital, you know, our children's, our children's campus is, station, is positioned right next to our VA hospital uh, over there, and, and we do have robust services. And, you know, you think about uh, other opportunities that we have, and, and, you know, they become collaborative partnerships. Part of our organization is we do have a pediatric specialty hospital. We're the only pediatric specialty rehabilitation hospital. Uh, and we have great relationships with, with Sanford and Abera to do that, you know, and, and to have referrals over. If that's a young kiddo that, um, you know, is coming out of post-NIC and needs, needs services, if, uh, you know, needs, needs that rehabilitation, say, you know, that medically complex. If it's someone that was on a ventilator and we're helping wean that, that little one off that ventilator, uh, that becomes our area special, specialty or a brain injury. Um, and then we have our outpatient centers. We have a couple in Sioux Falls. Uh, one happens to be located right next door to the uh, uh, Sanford campus at 18th and Grange. And then we have another one uh, on the other side, on the west side of Sioux Falls, that focuses more on behavioral uh, aspects. It's our child, our, our um, autism and child development center. But those become those become resources that that we you know that become complementary to the other aspects of of healthcare in our in our community. Uh, and we do a lot of work, you know, in our, I think about our outpatient center and we have our, our RISE program, which is really, you start and our, our, our orthotics and, and, um, prosthetics, you know, services where we start to work with the VA hospital and, and have the ability to work with veterans that maybe need some sort of, you know, prosthetics or, uh, folks that, that have had mobility issues and we have some of the, the greatest seating and mobility experts in the country that reside right here in Sioux Falls, uh, to provide people a pretty specialized and awesome care and, and service. So definitely a part and love to be a part of the, the, the healthcare. Uh, fabric of our of our community and area. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a veteran and and I wear a brace because I have what they call drop foot uh, from a sciatic that I've been ahead. But uh, you know, disability. A lot of people listening might say, "Well, that doesn't apply to me or it doesn't apply to my family." But a disability can happen, uh, you know, with a bicycle accident, a car accident, or uh, uh, you know, high fever. Or, uh, it can happen anytime. Absolutely, and, and you're right. I think you know. I I always. Um, to make that point, I always taught I, I, when I visit with staff, new 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 employees that are coming into our organization. You know, um, new employees come into our organization for one of two reasons, right? One, they have an intimate knowledge and experience with someone with a disability, and now they they feel called to do this, or they accidentally fall into it. They need a job, and and Lifescape is hiring, and they come in, and they fall in love with the mission that we do. 
Um, but you're right, you know, until until you have that intimate experience with, you know, a child, a loved one, with whatever disability that is, if that's, if that's a, a physical disability, an intellectual disability, uh, you know, you're right, people don't, don't, they don't relate to that, and, and they don't see that, that need, but once it's there, it becomes one of those things that, as you said in the beginning, it's hard to navigate, how do you find that, uh, and that's where LifeScape really is proud to be able, as I said, start providing services to folks at the beginning of their life, if that's, if that's that infant coming in, uh, or through, you know, our outpatient services, some of the most difficult transitions because there was a motorcycle accident, and, and we need to work through relearning um, some walk or gait training, we want, we want to be there. And, and then in our adult services, where we are supporting people through the most active parts of their life, um, as well as the end of their life. And we do that with dignity and respect and, and, um, and honor as, as we really focus on, you know, in our vision statement, really providing services across the lifespan of, of folks. Well, we've mainly been talking about younger, but uh, to move, like you mentioned, the older, did you do anything with Alzheimer's? So, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and I need to caveat that a little bit in that, you know, we, we specialize in working with folks with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so, you know, our, our funding comes through our, our what's called a home and community-based waiver, uh, that folk, yeah, so you have to have an intellectual disability prior to the age of 21. Um, but it doesn't matter if you have an intellectual disability or not. You know, dementia and Alzheimer's is, is that cognitive that cognitive decline is a part of all people's lives. And, and you start looking at folks that may have a diagnosis um, of Down syndrome, you see a, a higher prevalence of, of that dementia, Alzheimer's. And so we, about three years ago, uh, four years ago, did start uh, a special, a specialized uh, location where we focus in on that and and really being able to bring in other therapies and services uh, to help people through that time of confusion and frustration. Uh, you know, you look in our adult aging world and nursing homes, they end up having memory care because in that traditional, you know, that traditional long-term care setting, uh, there are just struggles, struggles with interactions with people, struggles with, with, with again, that frustration of memory. And so you, you have the ability to scope there to, to isolate that off and, and create a, a center of excellence, if you will. And so we did that about three, three and a half years or three, four years ago as well. Uh, because the goal was, is, you know, we, we, again, want to support people until the point that we can't and no different than, than you or I there'll be a point where we have to move into the next level of care and the next level of care. Hopefully that's a long time from now, but, but it's real. Um, and that's true for people with disabilities. And so we're trying to sub, you know, create those areas of specialty to help people live that meaningful life as long as, as long as they can. Um, we've also done that with medical. Uh, you know, when we start talking, we have a, a, a house in our adult service program where we really focus on medically complex. Uh, there are just, Certain, there are certain folks that have such high medical needs that you have to have a nurse around all the time. And that's not, that's not something that's normal and customary within our traditional, our traditional service lines. And so we do have a location that we've created that we can really try and help um, serve that real medical complex need. Because otherwise, you know, as you start to look as a kid leaves you know, at 21, if they're leaving our children's services, because children's services ends at 21, or they have to leave the home, 
the only other option then becomes a nursing home. And that's not an appropriate place for, you know, a 21, 22, 30-year-old. And so trying to fill those gaps as best we can. Um, we haven't been able to meet everybody's need, but we sure are filling the gaps as best we can. Well, everything from pediatric to, like you say, all, <clears throat> the, the whole life. Uh, do you have a uh, elderly, kind of like you say outpatient, uh, elderly daycare type of thing? You know, um, at this point in time, not not necessarily an elderly daycare program from that from that uh, um, adult aging standpoint. Uh, you know, definitely a need as we look in our in our community. I think there's a handful of things that become areas of of need. Um, but no, you know, again, the folks that we're providing that service to are, are those that um, are on that HCBS or Home and Community Based Service waiver and have an intellectual disability. Uh, but again, what we've tried to do is, is you know, their services aren't uh, a one size fits all, and so we do have cu- and we've customized and created different service opportunities that reflect more of a retirement program for folks that we support, um, and try and again meet that need. Not as active, but definitely still want to be a, a vibrant member of their community. Now you hire quite a few people, uh, Jerry. Uh- I had my dog at the dog park downtown the other night, and a couple of the other ladies with their dogs who just happened to be uh, casually talking about, they both had worked at LifeScape. I, I think if you had a reunion of everybody who worked at LifeScape over the last 20, 30 years, it'd be a pretty big number, wouldn't it? It would be big, you know, given, I think, just the... the it We definitely have uh, our fair share of turnover and open positions, and some of that is the work is, is intimate, and it's difficult, and it's it's hard. Um, and so we do see that turnover, but you know, there's, I think you have to look at it and try and figure out how do you embrace, right? You could look at it from a, a jaded, a jaded vantage point and say, you know, um, you have all of this turnover and, and, and therefore that's a bad thing. And, and we definitely want to, to reduce that. But at the same time, I think, you know, every time we have an opportunity to have someone be a part of our organization, um, and not all of our turnovers for bad. Some people are in school and going on to their career or next profession or moving to a, a different work opportunity. Those are those are great reasons to, to leave and find new employment. But as they have that experience with us, my hope is as we look at that and we can say, man, we've changed the way that person views the world when it comes to, you know, individuals with, with disabilities. And the more people you touch and the more people that come in and they're a part of that you know, a part of that, that program and a part of the, you know, understanding the depth and beauty of all people, that's how, that's how you change the world. And, and we get excited that we can be a part of that change. You know, we have employees that are young, they're going to college and they're going off to be nurses or they're going off to be doctors or they're going off to, to be teachers um, or therapists and the interactions they have during that pre-professional time uh, with you know, with folks that we support, can change the way that they interact with them later, and that's a that's an awesome and beautiful responsibility that that we take very seriously. Well, Jerry, um, our, our time is running out, but I want to give you a chance to uh, for the family who you know comes out. Uh, the doctor, you know, does the scene like on TV and says, uh, "Your baby isn't going to be normal," or. After an accident, uh, the doctor comes out and says he's not going to recover fully. What can you say to that family right now about landscape that they'll need to know? Maybe they don't need need it now, but they'll need it maybe two, three years from now. Sure. 
Well, I think the first is is what a what a what a what a moment that is, and I I can't uh, I can't personally relate to that. But what I can relate to is uh, and talk to is you know LifeScape. LifeScape is one of those beginning you know from the beginning um, at the youngest point in time in someone's life through through the end of someone's life that we work um, very hard to provide innovative and exceptional services um, for people if of behavioral and and medical needs. And that, you know, when you're lost, when you're in, in that moment, um, our, our organization is there. We, uh, you end up calling our admissions or our front desk, and we'll find a way to designate and direct those calls to find services. And there are lots of partners in the state, and you mentioned some of those, if that's Birth to Three or Family Connect, you know, um, yeah, schools, they're there. And the other is to remember and really focus on it's not about what's not there, it's what is there. And I... People with disabilities have, for years, been told their future is limited. And I think as an organization, we can give hundreds and thousands of stories where that's not true. It's about meeting someone where they're at and helping them grow and develop from there. And there's a beautiful future for all people. And uh, and we want to be a part of that, and we want to make sure families know that all of that is uh, is possible. Well, I think that sums it up in a very good way. Jerry Tracy, Vice President of Residential and Education for LifeScape, uh, you're uh, uh, available pretty much during regular working hours. People can come out and take a tour, can't they? Absolutely. We, we are open, and we love, uh, we love that interaction. We love that exposure. Um, and so absolutely, you know, our organization is, is open, and we're always looking for volunteers, another way to be able to come in and uh, be a part of our mission, which is empowering people to live their best life. That says it too. Jerry Tracy of LifeScape, I want to thank you for being with us on Forum. Well, thank you very much, John.